Today's reading is from the Gospel of Matthew, chapter 19, verses 13 through 15. Then people brought little children to Jesus for him to place his hands on them and pray for them. But the disciples rebuked them. Jesus said, let the little children come to me and do not hinder them, for the kingdom of heaven belongs to such as these. When he had placed his hands on them, he went on from there. The word of the Lord. Please be seated. Good morning. Thank you for being here this weekend. And we are in the season of Easter. And we're starting a new series called Parenting Ain't Easy. Can I get an amen? Oh, man, what a ride parenting is. For those who have that experience of knowing it uh, as parents, or maybe just as you've witnessed it from the other end, like being one of those kids and seeing the uh, joy and sometimes the agony that you cause uh, to your parents. I want to show you uh, my kids. Here they are, the three boys. Uh, That's uh, Nathaniel on the right. He's getting married in a little over a month. Unbelievable. Uh, Andrew is uh, just finishing up his first year of college. And then that's Ozzy. He's still at home with us in the middle there. Uh, Lori and I are so blessed by uh, our boys. And what a a joy and what a ride uh, parenting has been. But still, parenting ain't easy. I mean, there's been those times of advocating for them at the school or the mounds of homework that somehow you end up spending uh, as much or more time than, than your kids as you're trying to figure this stuff out to help them as they're doing this, this homework stuff and then it gets beyond you and you're just hopeless. There's been the times of sickness Wondering, do we go see the doctor? Do we go to the ER? There's been those times in the ER or the hospital. There's been those times of worrying about them, those times of staying up late. It's getting later than we talked about you coming home. There's those times of helping guide them through difficult decisions or through friendships or relationships when those get kind of rocky. Parenting ain't easy. What a joy it is, too. Maybe that's why traditionally and in many cultures, parenting hasn't been just the responsibility of the parents, but of the community as well. There's an African proverb that says, it takes a village to raise a child. That saying comes out of these African villages where it is the village that helps to raise the kids. I mean, kids are right there with their parents, slung over their mom's backs from the moment that they're born until they become toddlers. Some of the kids don't even learn to walk until they're two, two and a half years old because they're just always slung over their parents' backs and go everywhere that they go. And once they, they get 
moving and get around and, and they start to, to go alongside them and they, they learn the trades, they learn how to survive, they learn how to interact. They hear stories from aunts, uncles, the elderly, grandparents, people that are, are, have experience in their villages and they learn a worldview and they learn how to be a person and be in community together. It's not just the parents, but it takes a village. And if a child does something that maybe they shouldn't be, then there's others that step in to help guide them back into the path. In our day, in our age, maybe you have experience of that. Maybe you had a close-knit family or community growing up or church family. Maybe you got to experience a little bit of that kind of village mentality as you were growing up. But anymore, it seems like we've gotten further and further from that as age groups have been subdivided by age or by grade or by skill group or by interest area or passions. We don't tend to have the interaction anymore between the ages, between different generations, between people of different interests and passions. There isn't that, that richness and that variety that we've experienced before. There is one place that I'm aware of that still encourages that. It's the community of faith. When a person is baptized, they're, they're baptized, we say, into the family of God. They become a child of God. And they're brought into this church family, this family of faith. And the parents come up and they make promises to, to bring their child into the faith to help them learn and understand what it means to be a child of God, to teach them from the scriptures and to teach them the basics of the faith. But then there's more people up here usually. Those are the godparents. And when I walk people through baptism instruction, I tell them the godparents are basically an extension of the bigger community. Your friends, your family, your congregation, the body of Christ. Because it's not just you taking on these promises, although you as parents take on those promises and make the biggest impact, still there is a community around. And so this is a, a community effort. And sometimes during a baptism we say, you're not just spectators, you're participants in what is happening here. At affirmation of baptism, confirmation, the, the congregation makes these promises to, to help and continue to guide and, and be a part of these young people's life as they continue to grow in the faith. And so we see that. We see that throughout the life of our congregation. We see where adults interact with kids in a church school setting as they're, they're helping to guide these kids. VBS, we have 100 plus volunteers for 300 kids. That's one volunteer to every three kids, and it's awesome, and it's necessary to have that. And we see the impact that 
those adults make. But it's not only adults, it's the older kids that get into the act. Middle schoolers and high schoolers that help out with the younger ones. High schoolers that volunteer with the, the middle schoolers as they're, they're put in these different groups and they have one, two, maybe three adult leaders and then another one, two, or three high school leaders. We see this interaction of the different age groups. We see it in our high school ministry in the same way in our, in our high school small groups, but in our mentoring program where an adult, a caring, compassionate adult is, com- is paired up with a high school student to walk through a book or a, a topic of some sort and, they, and they, they talk about and they interact with one another on a regular basis and talk about things of faith and of life. What a blessing that has been, not only to the kids that go through that, but to the adults as well. We as a congregation are a community of faith, a family of God. And the more that we can lean into that understanding of of interaction between various people of different generations and different points of life and, and different points of view, the richer it becomes. Around the world, and especially in developing nations, the percentage of the population that are 18 or under is huge. Almost half. Especially in in developing nations, the, the number of youth and children is immense. And so when we talk about big problems, big issues in the world like poverty and like hunger and like famine and like malnutrition and like disease and war, the ones who are most affected are the ones who are most vulnerable. The ones who are most vulnerable are these masses of kids and youth, especially in developing nations. One billion children live in poverty. One billion. One out of every seven people in the world is a child living in poverty. That number is decreased. It used to be greater. So we are making headway In the fight against hunger, poverty, malnutrition, disease, we are making huge headway, but still there's a ways to go. For every 1,000 children born, 41 will die before they turn five years old. Globally, in 2016, over 63 million children were not attending school. These are children living in poverty. And poverty causes vulnerability. Vulnerability to disease, to malnutrition, to drug usage, to prostitution, to trafficking, to hopelessness. See, in the the midst of these most desperate of places. We are working with a partner called Compassion International, which goes into 
the poorest of the poor areas around the world. And we as a congregation at Alleluia are working in one of the poorest areas of Peru in Latin America, Juanico in the Juanico region. We sponsor currently over 200 children at 15 different centers around the Juanico area. Uh, for those of you who don't know, Compassion is a child advocacy ministry which pairs compassionate people with children living in extreme poverty and helps to lift them out of that poverty in Jesus' name. And as we talk about poverty, we think of material poverty, lacking resources, but, but poverty is so much more. It's emotional, it's social, it's physical, it's spiritual. And so it's a holistic approach to poverty. Poverty isn't just about lack, but poverty robs people, especially children, of hope and a future. It robs them of possibility. But in Jeremiah 29, 11, God delivers this message. For I know the plans I have for you, plans to prosper you and not to harm you, plans to give you a hope and a future. Hope and a future. As, as we sponsor kids, you get one-on-one -on -one with a child. And as we heard in that video, you can speak words that have an impact into these kids' lives. I love you. I care about you. You are precious. You are beautiful. You are loved. And what a difference that makes when, in your, when you're in a situation of such bleakness where you can't see a way out. In that passage from Matthew 19, we see the disciples of Jesus shooing away kids that are being brought by parents so that Jesus can pray for them and lay his hands on them and pray for them. And the disciples are saying, no, no, Jesus is too busy, too important for these kids. Get them out of here. And Jesus says, no, 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 no. Hang on a minute. Let the children come to me, for it's to these that the kingdom of heaven belongs. And it says he laid his hands on them and he prayed for them. I love to, to think of Jesus just sitting down, hanging out with the kids and looking at them in the eye and, and, and getting to know them and and hear about what they love to do or what they love to play with or who their best friend is, and just hanging out with them, looking at them in the eye. I mean, you remember as a child looking up at these adults and how tall they were, how they towered above you? When you get down, you go to their level. It changes things. I love to do this uh, at the end of our children's chapel. And as they're, they're leaving, 
uh, greet them. I used to do high fives, and then I saw a lot of, you know, this, and this, and this, and I'm like, yeah, not so much anymore, uh uh-uh. So now we do knucks. It's a little more sanitary. Or when they come in for a hug, I am all about it. Yeah, I know there's a little more germs involved with that, but I don't care. I get a lot of hugs. Man, there is nothing better than the hug of a child. And that big smile on their face. I imagine that's what Jesus was doing. That's what Jesus was like. That's what Jesus was communicating to these kids was that I am right here with you. You are important. You are loved. I have time for you. When you sponsor a child, that is what you're doing. Yes, they're, they're in another hemisphere, and yet they know that someone far away knows them and cares about them, knows their name, prays for them, supports them, encourages them. I want to show you a picture of a few of these sponsored kids uh, that I hung out with uh, when we were there. Uh, this is from the last time. That's Annalie. She stole my heart. Um, she is on my lap there, and that's one of our sponsored kids. And then Franco, he is awesome on the far end, is another one of uh, the kids that Lori and I sponsor. And then right next to me is Jeremiah. And Jeremiah is actually sponsored by our preschool, Little Blessings. And the classrooms take turns sponsoring him for a month. And these little, little Blessings kids bring in their change and, uh, to contribute towards the $38 a month to sponsor a child. And they draw pictures and they write letters to him and they read and see pictures and letters from him back and they learn more about him and about Peru. The first time I went and I met Jeremiah, he uh, was very reserved, very quiet, very timid. I talked to his mom, and she said, yeah, he, uh, he gets teased a lot at school. He doesn't have any friends. He's a little different. So I got down and looked him in the eye. I said, Jeremiah, you don't have one friend. You have 300 friends. You have an entire school of friends who know you by name, who pray for you, and who care very much about you. You are special. Now, the last few times I've been back, he is all smiles. He loves playing with the other kids. I love to see the impact that this compassion program is making, not only on him, and on these, uh, the three kids there in this picture, but on all of the kids. I've witnessed it. I've seen the, the passion of the, the staff and the volunteers in these places. I've seen the impact that it can make on a child and on their family. I've seen, I've heard the results over a long period of time as these kids become young adults and as they become 
professionals and educators and doctors and scientists and leaders in their community and even in their country, the impact that is made when a child hears those words of encouragement, you are known, you are loved, and you are important. And God loves you and has a plan for you. Many of these kids, though, come into the program at a disadvantage. Compassion discovered that they were behind in their, their cognitive ability, and so they started a, a uh, child survival program where they work with kids one and under and expectant mothers as well. And they provide instruction, they provide training, nutrition, and love and support as well to help make sure that that mom and that child get off to the best start possible. It is making a difference. This year, Alleluia, out of our missions budget and some designated missions funds, is sponsoring one of these child survival programs in a place called Warichaka. That's fun to say, Warichaka. It's a harrowing three-hour bus ride from Wanico up through the high mountains. You don't want to look over the side of the, out the window of the bus over the side. Uh, but it's a harrowing ride going up through these high mountains and then down into the beginning of the jungle. And it's green and lush and beautiful and there's running water. But it, they also have a lot of poverty. We arrived at Wadi Chaka. We were greeted by these cuties uh, waving the uh, U.S. flag and the Peruvian flag and things that said Wadi Chaka on it. And then they welcomed us into a meal where we had pachamanca, which is a traditional meal that is of meat and tubers, and it's cooked in the ground for hours. It's delicious. And these girls kept peeking in at us and smiling and waving as we were eating our lunch. And then they proudly showed us around. They had just, they were just opening, in fact, they let us cut the ribbon, a new computer room that was donated by another congregation so that they could have access to learn computer skills and even access to the internet. And then we walked through a store where the Moms in this program, in this child survival program, had knit uh, different hand-knit items, scarves, mittens, gloves, uh, stocking hats. I know it's the jungle, but for some reason they think it's cold when it gets to 60 degrees. Perfect flow for us in Chicago. And so we bought a lot of different items from them, and that's how they raise money to help support themselves and their families. And then we came out and we circled up in the courtyard. And it was these moms with kids slung around their backs in these different these cloth slings. And one of our group members, Jennifer, gave her testimony and talked about how God was with her during a very difficult time. These moms with kids hanging off their back and on their legs were listening because they understood difficult times. And here was another person, a sister in Christ from far away, who also had difficult times, but God was there for her. 
And as we went to leave, they wouldn't let us go, and they began to shower us with more of their knit, hand-knit items. And we got pictures together, and it was like the paparazzi, and, and it was such a joyful occasion as they showed their gratitude and their joy at having us there with them and visit them. We are, are um, sponsoring this program now. It costs about $8,000 a year. We would love to be able to do that into another year. So if you feel called to do that today, I'd invite you to, to give to that. And if you're not ready today, we'll take, we'll take your money anytime. But to give to this child survival program. If you're sponsoring already or if you're like, I don't know if I can sponsor right now, this is another way to give. And we have, we have uh, matching funds as well to help us to get to that next 8,000 to sponsor this for another year. Raising kids, parenting ain't easy. Whether it's our own kids, whether it's kids right here in our community, or whether it's kids in another part of the world, it ain't easy. It's difficult, and it's challenging at times. But what a joy it is, and a privilege, to be able to communicate into the life of this little one. You are loved. I care about you. I have time for you. God loves you. And not only are you loved, you are important. And you have a future and a hope. Let's pray. Heavenly Father, thank you for calling us your children for making us your own through the waters of baptism by your grace and for bringing us into a community, a congregation, the body of Christ, the family of God. Lord, help us to feed and, and nurture and support one another as we grow in faith. Lord, thank you for all of those who help out in our children's ministries, our youth ministries, those who make an impact on our kids and little blessings those who, who just smile at a child, look them in the eye and say, I know you, you are important, I have time for you. Lord, thank you for the opportunity to make an impact in Peru through compassion. Thank you for those who sponsor already. Thank you for those who will sponsor. And thank you for the privilege that we have to let these kids know that you love them and that they have a future and a hope. Amen.